This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Gordon Damer, is that you? Larry Hardesty, it's like, it's, a, it's like music to my ears to hear your voice again. Same here, my friend. Same here. Last time we chatted, we were wondering what, what your wife was doing for Thanksgiving. That's a while, isn't it? It it feels like Thanksgiving was like a month ago, doesn't it? I know, it does. It really does. It really does. And I've I've got the pounds to prove it. (laughs) And it's still here. (laughs) I could be Santa. (laughs) I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Gordon, Gordon, I leave town. I leave you in charge. Yeah. I come back. That was your first mistake. a different quarterback. Yeah. Uh, You know, Jacob DeGrom's gone. Gone. Couldn't um, get out of here as fast as you were going on vacation. <laughs> he was out of town even faster, Larry. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, you know, there's a new morning show starting in, in January. I mean, I, I can't, I can't leave. The amount of changes. Well, one, one area that does, never changes is the Yankees. The Yankees, <laughs> the, the people running the show there, nothing wrong. No need to change anything there. Everything else, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of changes, but it's good to have you back. Did you have a good vacation? I did. I did. Uh, Jeanette and I were in Florida. Oh, and uh, Gordon, go. Gordon, 83 degree weather oh. every day, wind blowing, little slight breeze. Like you think to yourself, why are we living where we're living? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and we're not even living in like that bad. Like people no. like it in, in like Buffalo. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like why Green you, Bay. Like why are people this is not designed for people to no, live it's here. It's not. It's not. It was just it was like it, it, it was. Oh. And you know how funny it is, right? Because you leave, it, it was like 25 when I left. So you're, you're, you're geared up. You're trying to be cool, right? You're trying to get that, 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 that happy medium between not freezing yourself crazy leaving and not sweating like a pig landing. All right, so you got that. You got that. It didn't work. I was sweating. I got off the plane. I was like, ugh. Yeah. It sure felt good. It felt good. So we had a nice little time. And I was, you know, perusing a little things from, from, from a distance and watching some things going on. And it's funny because as I was telling folks last night, and I know people are going to be like, Larry, what's wrong with you? Maybe you call me a Met fan fraud. Maybe you do. I don't care. I don't care. The bottom line here is, Gordon, I get that the Mets did what they had to do. They went out. They got, in their opinion, the best pitcher available to replace Jacob deGrom. I can't quibble five years, $185 million, and a six-year option, Texas is out of their mind. How can I argue with DeGrom leaving if that was the option? Goodbye. I hate to see him go, Gordon, but I can't kill the Mets for not matching that. No, because at some point, you you know you're going to regret those kind of deals. I mean, we were talking like two, do you go three? I didn't want to give him three. press it to four? I mean, he has a... Uh, I'm not sure the exact um, qualifiers of the, but there's an option. There, it can go to six years. I know. 185 for five, 185, 188, whatever it is for five. Gordon, Gordon. And he, he had 11 starts last year. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and at the end of the oh. year, finished with an ERA over three. Good luck, Texas. That's all I got to say. But Gordon, I said it last night. I'm going to say it again. I'm concerned about having Verlander and Scherzer at the top of my rotation. I want a Rodon. I want the guy from the Giants. With all due respect to Verlander, Cy Young Award, I get it. Great pitcher, I get it. I watched him do it against the Yankees. But Gordon, I'm telling you, something about pitchers when they leave Houston, they're not the same. They're not the same. So I hope that the rest of the rotation 
is younger and evens things out. I like, you know, I have to ride with it. It's my team. He's the best pitcher available. I get it. But Gordon, I'm waiting for them to do something with a stick. They need a bat in that lineup. They need another bat. In that. And and what's going on with uh, with Brandon Nimmo? I mean, is he not coming back? I mean, how much money? 88, 88K? Gordon. I mean, and he could get a third year? I mean, you got to be kidding me. It's, yeah. It's, uh, look, the money is, is crazy. Um, it does not look like the Mets learned their lessons at all from, you know, we were thinking after the way the, the season ended with the, the, the big two atop the rotation being, you know, not, not what you expected them to be down the stretch during those six critical games. They were not what you needed them to be. No. And as soon as DeGrom left, which given the money, given the years, you can understand, Absolutely. they go out and get, and get a guy who's older. Now, look, he's better. He's better right now. I mean, he was better last year. But do you expect that, that at the age of 40, coming off uh, another incredible season? I don't know. It just seems I agree with you. Those guys leaving the Astros, you know, look at what he was like before he got to the Astros. He was good. Right. But he wasn't that. Nope. I'm just telling you, I got an issue. I, I'm I'm concerned with how he's going to be with the Mets. I just am. I just am. So, listen, we have to ride with it. It's done. Deal is done. Hopefully he'll be the way he was with Houston and not in the first game of the World Series, but the second <laughs> game he pitched in the World Series. And, you know, hopefully he'll be that guy. But, you know, I'm concerned about Scherzer. Another year older, another, you know, I'm, wasn't, I'm just wasn't concerned. what you wanted down the stretch no. of this year. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. So I got some issues with baseball. But I don't have the issues you do. So I have to – now, I, I not being a wise guy, not, mm-hmm. that's not, not what I was trying to do, but when I got the email about Brian Cashman being renewed, uh, I sent it to you right away. Yeah. Because I wanted to get your reaction, and obviously your reaction was, <laughs> I'm not surprised because, right. you know, we he knew is that. the fifth Steinbrenner. But right. the question for me is at least – and I don't know, and, and talk is cheap. At least what you what I'm reading is that Hal seems to be making Aaron Judge a priority. That they are in, they've had numerous con- conversations with Judge and his his representatives. So even though it hasn't happened yet, and I know that Jeff Passan has reported that it should he should make a decision Wednesday. I know he's in. I hope he's. He may be enjoying Tampa's weather. He can't be enjoying this game <laughs> standing no. on the sideline, on the Tampa sideline. But at least it sounds if, – if I were a Yankee fan, I would at least be encouraged that the Yankees are doing all they can to try to make this deal. What what I would be concerned about is – did I see Trey Turner got an 11-year contract? Yeah. 11 years. 11 years. I mean – they skipped that's, past 10 and went right to 11. And that's been my biggest concern. It wasn't the money with the Yankees, it's the years. Now, mm-hmm. 11 years sets a precedent. I mean, it does. Yeah, no question. But, and and folks were talking about possibly nine years for, for Aaron Judge. He won in nine. I know the Yankees offered eight. But I think they'd, will, they'd be willing to go to nine. Uh, the Yankees have to bring him back, Gordon. They have no other options. They really don't. And there's nobody out there that they can have that's going to help them replace him. Well, it, it comes down to do you want problems now or do you want problems later? Because if you if you don't sign them now, you got problems immediately. Good luck trying to figure out what that plan B is to kind of recoup recoup the offense uh, that you just lost if you do end up losing Aaron Judge. Now that said, 
signing these long-term contracts, you know going into them, there's going to be a year or two, right? Like Trey Turner, there's probably going to be at least a year or two where it turns out to be, boy, this is a real bad deal. And uh, might very well be the same thing with Jacob deGrom. It was interesting that, you know, this past weekend they had, uh, you know, like the Veterans Committee uh, voting on, you know, some former players. And you, you look at a couple of them that at the age of 29, 30, 31, you would have thought they're a lock to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Don Mattingly, Dale Murphy, yeah. right? Never, might not ever get there, right? Because their careers took a turn when they got to their 30s. So you just see these contracts and you know that there's a very good chance you could be making a long-term mistake. But when it comes to the Yankees and how reliant they are on Aaron Judge, do you want the problems now or do you want the problems later? I think if you're the Yankees, you want the problems later and you'll figure it out down the road. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll come back. We'll take some more of your phone calls. And Gordon and I have a lot to discuss. We've got a lot. You can join us. Also, hit us up on Twitter as well. We're just talking a little baseball right now. But, I mean, football in this town. Gordon, we still have meaningful games to talk about. It's, it's December 5th. And both teams are still, like, alive. Yeah. No thanks to yesterday, though. No thanks to yesterday. That's for sure. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Right. I mean, well, he, he's a great player and all, but like if you, you know, if, if the Giants offer him, I don't know, say 10 for three hundred and eighty million dollars. The Yankees haven't won anything with him. I don't think he's going to go to Frisco, though. I, I don't see him. I don't see him. I, going look, there. you know me. I felt like the entire time he was going to be back each day that goes by and something has not happened. It feels like the odds of him leaving tick up a little bit each day. A yeah. little bit each day. And uh, I, I'll be honest, today's the first day that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I understand it. I, I, I get the nerves. I get it. I mean, it wasn't the same for me, Gordon, because I kind of felt that DeGrom was leaving anyway. Yes, he did. You know, so, he, he made it as, as abundantly obvious as he could. It was know, just so, a question, was somebody going to outpay yes. uh, uh, Steve Cohen? And <laughs> boy, did the they. answer is yes. <laughs> we got boy, our answer. Did they. We <laughs> And listen, he could have matched it if he wanted to, but why would he? Why would he match that? Why would he match that? Well, I would just say this. You have to wonder. I guess they just feel like well, they didn't get a chance to match it anyway, but right. they wanted to match it. I mean, their first option was to bring DeGrom back. Now, they wanted sure. it to be three years, not five, and probably would not have gone to five, but that – that seems like that was their first option. So, I mean, it's a good plan B if he is who he has been in his career. But, you know, two years and, and an option year for Justin Verlander is not without its risks. It's not. And so that's why when I heard Michael and Don talk about whether they felt the Mets did a better job signing Verlander over the Grom, I was interested to hear what they had to say. So let's share that with you now. This is from the K Show earlier today. Michael and Don conversating about Verlander versus the Grom. A lot of good things happened in the game, obviously. we moved The Mets the ball made out offense. better this way than they would have if they gave DeGrom that kind of length of contract because it doesn't make sense to me. The Rangers are desperate. They've got two teams in front of them in the division that are much better than them. They spent a half a billion dollars on two players last year. They need pitching. They need it desperately. So they grossly overpaid for a guy that for two years has not been able to stay on the mound. And I thought about this, guys. I'll throw this out right now. Over-under. Over. Do the Rangers get... At 60 starts out of Jacob DeGrom for five years. 60. That's 12 starts a year. Do you think they get over 60 or under 60? I think it's under.
I think it's way under. <laughs> I think it's way under, Gordon. Well, I think if you're, if you're saying way so. under, then you're he's just missing, you know, like an entire season. I, it, and, and, and I uh, have look, seen it's that. a possibility. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have seen it. Because he, here's my thinking. He's not going to get healthier as he gets older. Right. I don't see him getting healthy as he gets older. If he, you would not think so. No, he's going to have some issues, and the question is going to be how you know how available is he now? They're 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 gambling, and see, this is where there's a difference between what they're doing, Texas, and what the Yankees are doing. Okay, if I'm Cashman, Steinbrenner, et al., I'll roll the dice with Judge because that means I have to win a World Series in the first three to four years of that contract. Okay, if I can win a World Series in the first three to four years of that contract, or if I'm lucky enough to win two in the first three or four, maybe five years of that contract, Gordon, it's okay. I've got, I've got championships, so I'll deal with that. If, if the back end is bad, then the back end is bad. You know, it happens. But, but to make it that way, I've got to win titles. Gordon, Texas is not winning. <laughs> they're not winning. They're not winning titles. No, in Texas with, with with the people they have, they're not. The only there's two things that I have a, a you know, like kind of a, a minor issue with is mm-hmm. uh, one thing is I've heard that well you know the Mets know Degrom better than anybody and they weren't willing to go five years, but they were willing to go three years. Right, and at that point you know it's just kind of guessing because he's 35. You don't want to go you know 39, 40. Okay, fine, but they don't look at him as somebody that's going to break down immediately. Uh, and the other thing is, is that like he knew he was opting out, right? Yes. Does he now have because he's making the money that he's making? I don't want, I don't know the right way to put it, but like a higher pain threshold. Like mm. he'll deal with things that he wasn't willing to deal with here the last couple of years because he knew he was going to opt out and he wanted to make sure he made top dollar. I don't know. Yeah. But that would be the only thing I'd be kind of you know if you're saying that he's not going to make sixty starts in five years, um, I would think that. You know, if he if he makes twenty next year, he, he's a third of the way there. He is, but I don't see him making twenty. I don't see him making twenty, Gordon. I don't. I don't see him now. Listen, he may, and and that might that would be the outlier. But I'm looking at the the past four since he was back to back Cy Young Award winner. What has he averaged? I mean, he went a whole season. I didn't see him for a year. Yeah, yeah. No, he was absolutely. He was gone for. And I saw him for a year, a year and a half. I didn't see him. Yeah. And it wasn't like they said, well, it was this, and we fixed, you know, we went in and we fixed it, right? Yep. It wasn't like uh, Verlander with Tommy John surgery, you know, right. okay, they, you know, he's going to miss this, and then he's going to be back, and then he's going to be good. So, yeah, and, and down the stretch of this season, it seemed like uh, he was not willing to go to the fastball quite as much because nope. it seemed like it was fading. So, yeah. look, you, you sign any pitcher to a five-year deal, never mind one who has made, what, 26 starts, I think, over the last two seasons? Yeah. It's Maybe. generally – and, again, the next big free agent signing the Texas Rangers make that turns out to be a home run, <laughs> it'll be the first one. <laughs> That's for sure. No question about it. So – you know that that's our that's our little pick little peek at, at baseball. But Gordon, I, I'm I must admit, looking on the outside, maybe the Yankees are going to do some more stuff once they figure out what's going on with Judge. And I would understand that because you need to sign the big fella first to figure out which way you're going. But I haven't heard them rumored about. I don't hear them rumored in anything. Nothing. 
their plan A is 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 full bore, and I've kind of hinted at it. Like I'm almost in a in a sick way interested to know what the plan B would actually be. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have a plan. I'm sure they have some idea of what what direction they would go. Yeah. But it, it makes you nervous because, you know, the last time they lost somebody was Cano, and yeah. uh, the plan B there did not work out too well with Jacoby not. Ellsbury. Right, it did not. But I think what they, what they would probably do if there was a plan B, it, move, it means moving a whole bunch of folks that they weren't ready to move this year. It's got to be. It's got to be Glaber involved and some, some, some of the young kids and something else. It's got to be that you, you have to get a primetime player if you don't have Judge in this in on this line in this lineup. You have an option. Yeah. I mean you don't. I hear what you're saying, but like all the primetime players generally are shortstops. Uh maybe they would go back on what they've said because it seems like they love Volpe and Volpe is no uh lock to even be a shortstop at the next level. Right. So maybe they would dip their toe in the in the shortstop market. Maybe they would look at Brian Reynolds as a trade with the Pirates. Maybe Rodone Rodone would be a, a possibility. You know, I'm sure that they would figure out a way to put a team on the field. They're not just going to fold up shop, but yeah. uh, it does not. Um, it would not be appealing to me. No, I understand, and especially given some of the other decisions the the front office has made here the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And for me, I, I agree with Michael a thousand percent today was why did the Yankees feel the need to tell us that Cashman was extended today? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I kind of go two ways with that. Do you do that because, you know what, you feel confident of the way that the judge stuff is going to go? Or is it that you realize what way the judge is going to go and it's not good and you figure, let's get this out. <laughs> let's just get this it's out now. Fault. We signed him, but it's his fault. Right. But see, that's the thing. If you don't bring him back <laughs> – why would you bring Why would you bring him back if he can't get Judge back? I, I don't know, and why? Why even? I mean, I don't even know the need to announce Tell it us. now. Yeah, yeah, why? Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. <laughs> Could we figure he was back anyway? It's a matter of time. Well, they, I mean, they told us he was going to be back, right? Yeah. I, mean, they, I mean, they made it clear that that was going to happen. It was just a way for opening of, but day. Why, but why now? <laughs> yeah, you know, no, nothing else going on. I mean, that. that <laughs> You think the fan base is going to be, oh, well, thank God. we got Cashman back. Woo. Woo, got worried there for a sec. We were very concerned he wasn't coming back. We were, yeah. we were worried that he wasn't coming back. Who's gonna, who are we going to blame next if things don't go right, if we don't have Brian Cashman around? This is ESPN New York Tonight. Having covered the Jets, I've, I've had more than my share. of Tom Brady more than my share of him speaking of the Jets Gordon um, they have an interesting situation in Florham Park and I get right I get what they're doing this year and I understand it and I applaud them for it and I think it's pretty gutsy for what they're doing and we'll figure out the long-term ramifications at the end of the season what they're going to do with Zach Wilson and bringing in the quarterbacks and whatnot but Gordon when I watched Mike White, because I was away, didn't didn't see a lot, just saw highlights of the Chicago game. But watching the game yesterday, Gordon, he he's I kept hearing your voice. <laughs> it's a bad sign, my friend. And your voice was he Zach Wilson doesn't look like a competent NFL quarterback. You remember saying that? Yeah. No, I mean Mike White looks like a competent NFL quarterback. 
Okay, yeah, I know they had the I, listen. I know they had the problems in the red zone. One of six is not going to get it done, and it didn't get it done yesterday. But Gordon, to, to see him move the ball in the air down the field, to hit wide open receivers, to lead the running backs out of the backfield so they can make yardage, so they're headed, don't have to stop and wait for it. They're on the move. He's hitting them in stride or close to being in stride. And then the thing that really, really jumped out at me, and listen, I'm not trying to say that Mike White is Tom Brady. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me make that clear. But the thing that really jumped out at me, how many times, Gordon, have we sat here during the season and said, why don't they put in up-tempo? Why don't they change the pace? Gordon, they got no problem changing the pace with Mike White. They changed the pace a couple of times in that game yesterday. He, Zach Wilson just couldn't do it. It has to be that. Otherwise, you can't. NFL coaches and staffs, their job is to win. They play people that they hope they prepare to win. These jobs are too, these jobs are, are not, you know, they're not grandfathered. You don't get to keep them, okay? You have to produce. So coaches make decisions to try to win games. So obviously what I'm seeing for what they do with Mike White as opposed to what they do with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson just couldn't do it. Gordon. Now, what else am I supposed to think? Well, I mean, it's only two games. And, you know, while you were away, there was a definite divide about Mike White. And the divide was, we all agreed that Mike White should be starting. But the divide was, Mike White, well, part one group was, Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. He's your best option right now to win games and make the playoffs. That was the one group. The other group somehow came up with the idea that Mike White is awesome. That Mike White is the long-term solution for the Jets at quarterback. I don't think that anything you saw yesterday would really tell you that. I mean, it's too short a sample size to know for sure that he's the long-term solution. But yesterday confirmed, even in a short sample size, the first thing, that he is your best option right now at quarterback, and he is far better than Zach Wilson. And I get that uh, Robert Sala has to say whatever he has to say. There's no way that, that Zach Wilson is getting this job back. Nope. Nope. Not at all. And even not if it's not all. Mike White, let's say the season goes sideways, right? And, and Mike White, you know, starts throwing interceptions and he's not any good. To me, the answer after the season, playoffs, no playoffs, is not to go back to Zach Wilson. The, the answer then is go find your quarterback because then you, you, won't, you, you won't have him on your, your roster at that point. You make an interesting point, Gordon Damer, and that's what Mike, Don, and Peter asked Robert Sala on the Michael K. Show earlier today because in the – media conference that uh, Robert Sala had with the print media before he went on with the guys, he said that Zach could get time this season that it's still week to week. And so Michael asked, how's that possible? Here's what the Jets head coach had to say. Football is a week to week deal. There's no, there's no sense in saying anything other than we're going to go week to week. We have a game plan for Zach to try to get him back to fundamentally and, and all the different things that we feel like he needs to work on to get him back to where there, there's a reason why he was a second pick. I think it's important for people to understand that. I mean, he's a very, very talented young man. Not that Mike White's not talented, not that Joe Flacco's not talented. They are. They're very, very talented. And I feel like we have three starters. And so our commitment to, to developing everyone on the roster and giving them a chance to play is there. But at the same time, so week to week, this is Mike White's opportunity. And so we're going to choose to really allow him to attack those opportunities and, and we'll see where it goes. Do you hear that, Gordon? Work, Zach, Zach Wilson is working on his fundamentals. Mm. Two years two. in, we're working on the fundamentals. This is year two. Yeah. That's not good. 
We're almost through year two. Yeah. Right? Next week is week 14. I mean, and think about this, Gordon. He wasn't benched. He was inactive. Inactive. Right. Yeah. Your second round, your second pick overall. overall. Pick. Yeah. Inactive. Not dressed. No way he's playing. And we always know, okay, that the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy in the locker room. He always says, Gordon, you can run for mayor. He's the most popular guy. But how they have embraced Mike White with T-shirts, Gordon, it's clear that this locker room loves Mike White. And so you are 2,000% right. If Salah went back to White, I went back to Wilson, he would lose this locker room. Absolutely. He's not dumb. He's no not doing question. That. He's not doing it. He would lose the no locker question. room. And even while it was only the Bears, you know, the Bears are not a great defense, you yes. could tell by the reaction of the players on the field, it was like they were let out of jail. <laughs> it was like they were finally free to actually, you know, catch passes and make plays and score touchdowns and all that. And, and look, Mike White was not great yesterday in the first no. half. He, he was shaky. He was, you know, he was airmailing some throws. Uh, he had some drop. You know, he got some, the receivers had some drops. So he was not great yesterday in the first half, but he did not allow that to impact him throughout the entire game. And you did not see any players reacting to him like, "Hey, dude," you know, like they like they were clearly doing with with Zach Wilson. So no, this right. is this is Mike White's job uh, throughout the the rest of this season, I would think. Yes, and at the end of the season then they will have a decision right, to make. Absolutely. And that decision will be, listen, we got to go out. We'll get a veteran quarterback. We'll bring the veteran in. We'll bring Mike White in. We'll bring Zach Wilson in, and we'll have it out. And whoever wins is, is going to be the starting quarterback. There's no way. And I remember, I said this this year. He didn't deserve to have the start. He didn't deserve to be given the starting quarterback this year the way he played last year, being Zach Wilson. But nevertheless, that's what they did. Okay? That's what they decided to do. For me... There's no way he, he, he's got to fight for that job again. And he may have to sit another year, Gordon, if he can't prove that he can run this team. He can't be my quarterback because right now, the way this train is moving, if you're a Jet fan, you're seeing the defense. They had some hiccups yesterday, but for me, when they, in that fourth quarter, the impressive thing for me was even after Berrios missed, uh, you know, dropped the ball in the end zone. Okay, even after he dropped the ball, the Jet defense – was strong, stout, and gave the Jets the ball back with a minute 30 left. You still had a chance to win that game. Uh, countless uh, count, countless opportunities to win that game. Countless. I mean, look, and, and, you know, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a Mike White love fest. Uh, you know, they did lose the game. Yeah, that kind of gets lost in the equation here, and that was a big game. You win that game. Uh, not just are the playoffs looking more and more likely, you're staying right there in the chase for the division, which is, is still yeah. very much up for grabs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a big loss. But, um, no, I mean, the, the, I think the only way Zach Wilson sees any time is if the Jets are um, – they wrap up a playoff spot with, like, a game to go for some reason and they don't want to risk it. I mean, even that is like – I wouldn't – I wouldn't. he's not going to play anymore. I wouldn't play him anymore this year, Gordon. No, I think, I think that I door is closed. It took them a long time to get to that door because of, you know, the amount that they invested in, you know, the second overall pick and, and you got to – you got to, you know, ride through the, the tough times. But once yeah. they got to that door, man, they kicked that door down. And I don't think that they're turning back. When you make him inactive, that says a lot. Right. Like, well, how's he ever going to get better if he's inactive? He yeah. Mm -hmm. He won't. This is ESPN New York Tonight. 
with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.